Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Once and again, I, Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. We're in that first month where it just feels like love is in the air because <laughs> everybody's so happy and making all of their, you know, big uh, decisions about how they're going to move forward this year and make their lives better. And it's just my whole team's been doing it, by the way. Goal Good. setting yes. and preparing how we're going to make our lives both personally and professionally and doing personal development plans. It's very exciting. Excellent. Yeah. Right. And and not distracted quite yet uh, come with the looming tax season you know, coming oh, upon us. thanks for bringing that up. I was <laughs> well, feeling so light and airy until you said that. <laughs> I don't want to depress anybody. Yeah, thanks you know. so much. So I'm going to be getting some refunds. <laughs> no, well, okay, that wasn't even really the part that I was thinking. It was just like the the process of having to go through it. Mm, but um, mm-hmm. honestly, though, I, I I don't mind going through those myself. It's just more of it's a time thing. Right. And uh, we had good years last year. So I'm mm-hmm. happy for my team that I think when they yeah. do their tax returns, they're going to be pleased to for see sure. how they did for the year. It's nice to see those numbers. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, you know, it's well earned you know, on their part. And it is the planning time of year. You're it absolutely is. right about that. Yeah. And what better time to sit down and focus on like, what are my goals? Mm-hmm. You know, is this going to be the year I buy that first home or yes. I, I upgrade or my home yes. or I downsize Yes, or I get the heck out of Dodge Yeah, and buy someplace where I really want to live? Absolutely. You yeah. Know. No, these are all the good things to be thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good things for planning. Which is also why we have our February 3rd class coming up. That's right. To help you with some of those decision-making skills. That's right. This is going to be a great class. We've, we've done this uh, in, in years past, and this is not a Zoom class. This is going to nope. be a live event. Thank heavens. I'm just looking forward to <laughs> reconnecting. I'm sick of yes. Zoom. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm sick of those classes. And We will need people to make sure that they have like their vaccine cards right. and all that kind of stuff. Of course, we have to have some, you know, boundaries around it. That's right. But we are excited to see some sunny, shiny faces getting a chance to not only educate themselves, mm-hmm. but also. Yeah. Keep that hand free because we're going to put a glass of wine in it. Because mm-hmm. this class is going to be at Tent Cellars in Woodenville. Yes, it's going to be Where tasty. we will pair some fine wines from Tent Cellars with our mm-hmm. topics on how to give you information on the home buying process, financing, mm-hmm. how to make that winning offer yeah. when you go to buy that first home. Or and this that is next why home. we're not saying it's necessarily only for first time home buyers. No. Because if you're someone who's been in your home, quite a while Mm -hmm. and you're looking to sell and buy there are strategies around that too and you also need to make sure that the lending environment because there's you and i have to do this all the time with clients Mm -hmm. where they're like well do i buy first do i take equity out of my home do i like how do i do this process and not end up homeless somewhere right how do we how do we put this all together right yeah and there are multiple strategies depending on what your situation Mm -hmm. is that's right and that information is is really those those are the questions that 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 stop some people in their tracks they're like it's too overwhelming i don't Mm -hmm. i don't even know how to start that well we'll we'll show you how we're going to break the bricks that's right exactly so this will be fun it's going to be on um, thursday february 3rd Mm -hmm. at tent sellers in woodenville from 5 30 to 7 30 p.m yes and And now 
there is limited space, yes. so you do have to register, mm-hmm. and you can do that by emailing us at info at teamreba.com. Yes, and just to make sure, it's team as in we have a team, T-E-A-M. I had somebody that already asked me, teen, and I went, when do you think I got that email? <laughs> <laughs> like I did it. Do that as a teenager, <laughs> Team Reba, <laughs> R E B A. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which actually, I, I should be thinking about that sometimes because depending on what your first language is, mm-hmm. Reba oh, sure. could be R I B A. Yes, I often do have some people spell my name that way. Mm-hmm. So it is T E A M R E B A dot com. So info mm-hmm. at teamreba.com yep and we'll send you all the details there is actually a link for sign up and all that kind of good stuff but right yeah just let us know you're interested and we will be right on yep. it yep have a glass of wine with us uh, we'll have some snacks and things mm-hmm. like that i love and how you said snacks and not charcuterie yeah because i can't pronounce that <laughs> no it'll be nice we'll have we'll have plenty of items so that there's some food to nosh on while you're having the tastings and you know all that kind of good stuff. And, and if you're not necessarily a wine person, you want to just be at that class. Mm-hmm. We'll have some other beverages of choice as sure. well. Or if you're coming as a couple or something like that, and one person wants to drive and you know, all that kind of thing. But yeah. yeah, and wine will be available for purchase. Correct? Of course, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So ten dollars is very nice. I know you're a member there. Correct. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, wonderful location, and um, yeah, we look forward to having. Many people showing up. That's right. No, this will be fun. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So good. Good. So put that on your planning calendar. Maybe I should mention this. If you will be there, Mm -hmm. we will be recording it as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't decided yet whether or not the audience will be part of it, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, if you would like to be part of the filming of that, that also will be a fun little element. There we go. Involved. Yes. Excellent. Good, good, good. Lots going on this year already. Oh, We're yeah. already off and running. The market mm-hmm. is is still doing well. Yes. It's going to keep rising. You and I last mm-hmm. week had our projections for the year. We'll yes. see how that all that all pans out, but yep. we do see it continuing and to rise. We saw mostly the same, but slightly different perspectives on appreciation, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But the good calming part was that we think that rates are going to be you know, even though be they fine. have, yeah, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It'll still be very affordable mm-hmm. to yeah, continue for sure. forward. And that's, that's part of the whole strategizing. That's right. Right. Looking at what is the situation that you're in? How do you work it to your best situation? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the most comfortable for you. There's a lot of different options that are being thrown around out mm-hmm. there. Right. And um, we just want to help make good sense of it all. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, strategy is going to be a key part of it, especially if you have a home to sell before you buy the next mm-hmm. one. Yes. You know, how do you go about that? Mm-hmm. Do you tap your equity? Do you sell first and buy or do you try yeah. and do it all at the same time or do you buy first and then sell later? Well, and the conversations that have to happen between the professionals like yourself and and, and for me mm-hmm. is when we're giving guidance to customers we have to kind of ferret out all of this stuff to mm-hmm. figure out what, what will be best, what will they For be sure. most comfortable with, and what will meet their lending situation, right. honestly. Right. Because we do have tried and true, like we had lots of clients this last year who did exactly this, and they all did it in different formats. Mm-hmm. right? So there's no one-size-fits-all solution, and so we're going to give you 
lots of the potentials and then you you can narrow that down or and or even after the class if you want to book an appointment with us to sit down and go over your own personal mm-hmm. situation we're always happy to do that too I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that it's not it's not a a simple cookie cutter solution for everybody no. out there i know when i the meet internet with somebody, likes to tell you that but yeah it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's hard to do this online too it really is it is uh, when i meet with clients that are especially selling and buying i i spend several hours, you know, not necessarily with them waiting for me, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I take their information and I'll go back and I'll work all kinds of different scenarios mm-hmm. to try to come up with the best solution and, and the least expensive solution as well. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're looking at a one or a two step process. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we can do it all in one step, but not always. Right. And we have to look at qualifying. We have to run all these what if scenarios mm-hmm. to make sure that not only we're, we're, coming up with a solution that's affordable, but also coming up with a, a solution that's going to work, you know, that right. the person's going to qualify for. Yeah. And uh, it's important to go through that yeah. detail and that thought well, process. Well, we're doing all of that upfront work also of, you know, price estimating, selling net proceeds, figuring out what that's going to do for yeah. that person. Also figuring out, okay, where are you trying to move to so that we can then narrow down like, okay, is this one of those situations where we're like, should we ask for time post-closing for access because there's there's pluses and minuses mm-hmm. to each one of these kinds of scenarios oh yeah, yeah. so um it really is just trying to figure out what is your comfort level well a house prep mm-hmm. i mean how many oh, times yeah. have you gone out you look at a house it's like ooh, you know this one's not quite ready to Often. sell yet yeah. yes yeah yeah well that's one of the reasons why we've upped our services mm-hmm uh, so we have, um, actually it's one of the things that we're going to be really promoting this year. So when my team and I sat down and did our annual planning and we were going through, um, we've got two different pricing models that we're putting out this year. And one is kind of a more do it yourself where we just provide a lot of guidance, but we're not necessarily engaged in that, mm-hmm. but you get great professional representation, but our, our VIP kind of program that we do has a tremendous number of resources in fact i was outlining this um so you know david summers obviously Mm -hmm. who used to be our producer here who now worked with me um he and i were going through all of that before we went into our winter break Mm -hmm. and i enumerated for him the value of all these different services that we do and he was just like this is insane Right. Because it can be. He didn't know. Yeah. He had no idea until I did that for him. And it can be anywhere from four to $10,000 worth of services, depending on the size and price of that home. Right. Well, I know that firsthand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've helped You've helped me sell more than one home. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is we've continued to add on more resources even since. Mm-hmm. So now that we're offering some general contracting hours, we've got packers, we've got, you know, a whole slew of other new things that we've been doing while we've always been adding on new technologies and and ways to best show. I mean, you said last week about that what million and a half dollar house where the guy's like taking the picture himself and he's got his <laughs> fingers in the photograph and I'm just like Oh, shoot me. Like, how am I not getting that listing? And the reality is, it's just because those people don't know who I am yet. Right. That's true. They don't know that there's a difference and they don't know that they should ask. Well, that listing agent maybe was a friend of the family or a relative. 
Either way, they should still be doing an excellent job. There's a reason we right. have a care philosophy. Conduct, advocacy, representation, and excellence. Yeah. And that was not showing representation or excellence on behalf of that family. Yeah. I to be I, I see some of those photos in the listings that just I scratch my head. I, There's another I one put right my now. Eyes out sometimes. The, the, this house is like it's falling down. And yeah. it's, it's just, a, the house is just a disaster. It's a mess. And yet they took some time to Photoshop a fake fire into the fireplace. Because <laughs> that's like, going to sell it. <laughs> maybe they think it should be burned down. I was going to say, it's just maybe suggestive photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Could very well, well be. All right, we're not just going to trash everyone. We're going to talk up for the rest of this show. And we're also going to talk about some love. Mm. And whether or not you should express that. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Sundays from 3 to 4. And always on podcast. Always on podcast. That's right. So, yeah, just just Google or search whatever yeah. Team Reba. Mm-hmm. You know, for your favorite podcast, you'll see us on there. Go ahead and click the subscribe button. Get Absolutely. our information every week. We're yes. here every week. This is... I, what I love about this show is that we keep developing and growing and doing new things. And mm-hmm. I think 2022 is going to see us doing some very interesting breakout activities. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're, we're not going to let every cat out of the bag just yet, but there's a lot of cool stuff coming. So if you're interested in tracking us, besides just listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. we do also have our Facebook page. That's right. There is an Open House with Team Reba Facebook page. You mm-hmm. can interact with us there if you like. Yep. Uh, if you want to see certain kinds of shows, feel free to post there and uh, or direct message us and let us know what you're looking for because we'll be happy to respond back and, uh, and see if we can accommodate that. Um, I'm super excited because one of the things that we're doing for planning this year is not only is, um, so Rachel and I on the team are going to be going through the calendar, right? Cause mm-hmm. you and I always have to look at our calendars because each of us has some business travel this year. We mm-hmm. have vacations we need to schedule for holidays and how they fall on when we That's are in right. the studio and all that kind of good stuff. Right. So there's that, but you and I and David Summers are going to be doing some sit downs around the guests we're going to be bringing on yes now we already have some of those in mind Mm -hmm. and so it's just you know getting them to the yes right Mm -hmm. um so that's going to be very targeted but listeners this is a great opportunity if there's anyone that you would like to see possibly highlighted or Mm -hmm. topics yeah anyone that we could find that might be an expert on that subject happy happy to try and accommodate that yeah especially if there's a a preponderance of one topic coming up so um and who knows what's going to come up this year? I'm yeah. sure there's going to be, you know, issues and, and challenges that'll come up. You no know, question oh, yeah. that happens every year. Yeah. Uh, but we want to be at the front of that and, and leading on that, giving you information that's mm-hmm. going to help you make the right decisions yeah. and, and anticipate, you know, some of the things coming up. Absolutely. So one of the things that we said we were also going to talk about on this show because um, I was saying we were feeling the love mm. and preparations for going into this market if you're yeah. going to be trying to purchase a home. So we've talked about this topic on this show before, and you brought in an article that hits the nail on the head of something we had prognosticated about in the past. Yes. Which is love letters. <laughs> yes. Because we know in every offer there's all the business terms. Mm-hmm. 
But then there's also what if or how do you try as a buyer to put yourself in front of that seller and hopefully be chosen above anyone else? That's right. Right? That's right. And it's it's sort of a way of self-advocating. Um, and here's mm-hmm. one of the things I have to say. I have said on this show that I, I'm always of two minds when it comes to this. Because mm-hmm. I can say for a fact, Annie Fitzsimmons, who is the attorney for the Washington Association of Realtors, she is adamantly um, opposed to the usage of these because of the potential risk of fair housing violations. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're completely inadvertent, you know, not meant, um, but they could happen still. Um, they could just be um, supposed, you know, and I do know of lawsuits where people think, oh, because of our background, we think we were not chosen mm-hmm, right. kind of thing. But also, here's the dichotomy of what she also has to say on the subject. She doesn't advocate for the use of them. However, if they are present, I've seen her in the Battle of the Barristers event that happens every year with the Association of Realtors, mm-hmm. where she's battling it out with other attorneys locally, where she and some other ones are saying, well, if it's there... Should it be put in front of the seller? Mm-hmm. And some of them say absolutely yes, because if there's other terms being discussed in that love letter, then yes, that actually is other terms that all together need to be presented to the seller. Interesting. Yeah. And you've mentioned before an example where someone offered Seahawks tickets. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that wasn't in the offer. That was in It was in the love letter. letter. Now, Oregon last year... Um, passed a law that banned a seller's agent from passing any what were what are called non-customary documents, mm-hmm. you know, in their offers. And let's let's explain non-customary because that is a distinction. Mm-hmm. Because that was the battle of the attorneys up here, and in, mm-hmm. in just a supposed case, because this wasn't in front of an, a, a judge, mm-hmm. but they were they were talking in front of nine hundred agents a couple of years ago about this topic because the love letters have been around. Oh for yeah, a while. for a long time. Yeah, and the thing is, when they were going through it, they knew that there were some lawsuits in process, um, and the non customary nature of them is that. As real estate agents, we are given what's called limited practice of law mm-hmm. because we have documents that are made by attorneys with mm-hmm. fill-in-the-blank business terms right. that we put in, and that's the only thing that we agents are supposed to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So when we support or provide this other document, that's the non-customary portion of it because mm-hmm. it's, it's not something that's legal. We're not... Um, you know, we're supposed to be held to the standard of an attorney. And so by providing that letter, now it calls into question even us doing our, our duties mm-hmm. right. correctly. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, and, and, and I understand, I mean, the whole point of, of a love letter is to, you know, for a buyer is to really give the seller that extra dynamic of why the seller wants mm-hmm. to, you know, should, should, you know, accept your offer. Mm-hmm. And for many sellers selling a home, it's, it's an emotional thing. It you is know, it's very emotional. You have your, your heart and soul into this home for how many years and mm-hmm. maybe you built the home Yeah, and you want it Not to, everyone feels that way, but many. No, no, but many, many do. do. Many do. Yeah. And, and for those, 
they want that home going to somebody that's going to give it the same love and care that they had, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily a flipper okay, or so, something like that. So these are important distinctions. I hope you take notes because I want to make sure we go back to all of these different mm-hmm. things. Because so that's an important thing. So this article that you brought in, one of the things that it says in it is that it's a battle between fair housing concerns and freedom of speech. Right. So they what the the fair housing part is is we don't want a seller selecting a buyer based on mm-hmm. race, color, religion, sexual orientation, sex, right. national origin, marital status, mm-hmm. familial status, mm-hmm. all of those trigger words that are all part of the Fair Housing Act. You cannot discriminate In based on those factors. States. Because Correct. remember, fair housing is at different well, levels at state and national. Well, there's a national law, but then there are state mm-hmm. laws that can right. go, go deeper, one of the go further. Deepest, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Washington has mm-hmm. one of the largest lists yeah. of uh, protected classes. Right. So a so love it does, letter... it does stretch it. Like, like, let's say you put a photo in a love letter. Yep. And the seller takes a look a at that and, it goes, and they go, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that doesn't meet my idea mm-hmm. of the perfect buyer, mm-hmm. you know, that seller's just discriminated. They've just broken right. the law. Now, whether they've uttered that out loud, see, that's the problem mm-hmm. is agents don't know right. if that is a factor at that point. Right. So I'm going to get, we're going to do points but, and counterpoints on these. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I have a couple of the thoughts on that because mm-hmm. we also have ring cameras. Yeah. We, we can see possibly the surname of a buyer. Right, and I have my counterpoints on okay. some of those. Okay, uh, I, do you want to write some I guess, of these points down so we make sure, sure. we get to them all? Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's the thing is, I, I want this show to be as comprehensive as we can get about these love letters. Sure, sure. Because the, I get it from a freedom of speech is an interesting way to kind of craft it. Um, however, I do get that. So from my perspective. They're now, because our housing market and the housing prices here are so high, we're becoming like California. There's mm-hmm. over 36,000 agents now mm-hmm. just in the Northwest Multiple Listing Service. That's not even the whole state. That's just in one MLS, yeah. right? And that that is up significantly. So California, like one in 20 people is licensed down there, <laughs> right? It's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So... Here's the difference. When you have that many agents, they can't all be good. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, in my company, our care philosophy, conduct, advocacy, representation, and excellence, advocacy is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because representing somebody is me doing the paperwork right. Mm-hmm. Knowing the paperwork. Right. Correct. Using the appropriate yeah. documents. That feeds into excellence. But advocacy is me taking what my client wants and really pitching that Mm -hmm. to somebody for sure. Right. And I can tell you for a fact that not all agents do that. Mm -hmm. So I can see where someone might be like, well, submit my love letter at least with my offer, because I can tell you there's a lot of agents who don't do squat Mm -hmm. for their clients in terms of advocating for them. Mm -hmm. And perfect examples are we had, a client that recently we put on market, we had five offers come in. One person didn't even bother to tell me it was coming. What kind of level of advocacy is that? You don't even tell the listener that the up. offer's coming. Well. Right? And, and let's say that. They didn't even check to see if it was there. Right. Well, let's say that, that you're a buyer and you know there's multiple offers on a home. Mm-hmm. And you write a love letter. Mm-hmm. And four other people 
write a love letter, but there's yeah. a fifth person that has an equally competitive offer, but they don't. Yeah. So now what does the seller do? Right. You know, because, because maybe that, maybe that letter is the tiebreaker. Yeah. Maybe that's something that puts them over the, over the top. But then you have to be careful about, well, what is that thing that would be the tiebreaker? Okay, so, so, so what should we put so in a letter, assuming they're still allowed? Yes. So here's where we have given advice to our clients. Mm-hmm. Because I tell them right up front, please stay away from as much anything that could be seen as a potential fair housing violation for that seller. Mm-hmm. Like put yourself in their shoes if you can. Because here's the thing you mentioned earlier. Oh, someone might have their heart in this house. Well, what if that's the little old lady who still got the avocado green sinks, tubs and appliances mm-hmm. that the young couple purchasing it is like, blah, those are going to be gone in a heartbeat yeah. for a swap out. So what are they going to say? We can't wait to tear your house apart and make it our own. <laughs> that's not a love letter to her. That's a nightmare. Right. Right. Because she's like, I want someone to love it the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I had this, the Oak Harbor house when I bought it. Carolyn, who's the owner before me, was like, I just want it because her agent was telling her to paint it and do all these other things and take out all the, you know, uh, little details. Mm-hmm. And and because there was a lot of wild colors in there right yeah and so they were like make it normal make it normal and she was like i just want someone to love it the way it is and i do i do love it. i'm glad she didn't make it beige yeah you know yeah but okay well we're running out of time so <laughs> i'm gonna have to go into my recommendations on love letter okay. writing when we get back after these messages on open house with team reba Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial. Thanks for listening in. Yes, thank you for being here. And once again, Happy New Year. That's right. And we appreciate each and every one of you. Yes, so we do. Glad, glad you're listening yeah. in. Yeah. So, okay, let me get back to my tips on writing the love letters. Mm-hmm. So I frequently will tell the clients, as much as you possibly can, just... Give the seller acknowledgement. Like if you love their home, you love its location, you love like if you love its condition, mm-hmm. compliment them. Yeah. Cause that's the thing that speaks to what you were just describing. They don't necessarily want to know that you're gonna live your life the same way they have, because chances are very strong that you won't. Mm-hmm. Someone who moved into a house in the 1920s, the 1950s, lived a very different life than what we live in today. Yeah, that's true. Right? So what I advocate for when giving my clients advice is don't put them in a position where someone could try and say there was a fair housing violation. If anything, thank them for their, you know, care. You know, if there's something like that garden that you love... That you're like, I can see myself tending the gardens in the way that you have cared for them for so many years. Um, don't start talking about the family. Be like, we love the design of the kitchen. We can see gatherings. Don't say who, mm-hmm. but we right. can see gatherings filled with love in this space. Right. Right. Yeah. Those are the things that I think are meaningful. Okay. The basement will be perfect for our Wiccan coven 
you know, probably don't want to say things probably like that. Probably no, because that goes into fair housing because that might be religious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah, but it could be. I gotcha. You know, uh, it, oh my God. You're I love me. how you're the. You're killing me with that example. The way that, the way that I've looked at 20 different houses and the way the sunlight comes, filters through the windows of the kitchen is unlike any other home I've looked at. You know what? That actually is something that ha- is similar to a love letter we got on a condo this last year. Was it? It is because yeah. this was a rare condo that had three sides because it was a U-shaped building Yeah, and it had three sides of windows. And the way that the elevation was of this, it looked out among a bunch of trees Mm -hmm. and so you saw this great setup of birds every day and that was actually one of the things that the woman who got the place remarked on Mm. and the woman who was selling it it was one of her favorite things oh there you go she was like i woke up every day having my cup of coffee watching the birds listening to them sing it was a wonderful way to start my day and she was like oh you're going to enjoy this the same way that I did. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it really yeah. is true, right? So, um, Well, we had one client mm-hmm. um, who was the, the young lady who, remember, that was her first home. And oh, yeah. she was, a, yeah. you know, accelerated education, graduated early. Yeah. You know, she wrote a letter talking about, about all of that. Actually, she let me write a lot of that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote some, and then I also wrote some mm-hmm. advocating her position. Mm-hmm. And, and this goes back to your thing about like flippers and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is not covered in fair housing are investors. Mm-hmm. And that's how that particular client won because she was going against investors mm-hmm. and they were willing to pay more money than she could afford. Mm-hmm. But when we described the young woman purchasing, um, the woman who was the investor in that couple said, I see myself in her hmm. mm-hmm. and I want to give her a chance versus she goes, it, they actually said her, her agent was told to call me and convey that they said, we want to put a blessing on somebody and, investors like us get told yes all the time Mm -hmm. and so they decided we're going to pick the first time buyer in fact actually we're working on another client together right now semi-similar the Mm -hmm. uh, the dad's not as Mm -hmm. giving as this other lady was yeah but our client as a first-time buyer did win out over an investor because they did say well we'd really prefer yeah Yeah. to sell to someone who'll live here and who'll enjoy it right so that, you know, I mean, there are some of those things. It is, but let me go back to why we knew those things, though. Mm-hmm. Part of why we said something about who that client was at that time was we knew who our competition was. Mm-hmm. So we weren't trying to be out of step with things around fair housing. It was a, we, I was learning who our competition was, and I had permission from my client to talk about her. Yeah. Because yeah. we do have a duty of confidentiality. There's some right. things that we're not supposed to give up. But um, but here's also for you, if you're a seller, here's how to not get yourself into fair housing situations. When we talk with our listing clients, 
I will discuss with them the fact that love letters exist and that there will be people who may submit them. Mm-hmm. And I ask them up front, will you want to see them? Mm-hmm. And I discuss the pros and cons behind it. Yeah. The, the concern for potential lawsuits, mm-hmm. right? And what it would mean. And what we have done in my team is that when we get multiple offers, and you have seen this personally yourself, mm-hmm. we actually create a spreadsheet that right. are like if we're like on a Zoom call or whatever, we can take the the buyers' names out, mm-hmm. so you don't know. Which I I really appreciate actually. Yeah. Because then you're really just looking at the facts. Business terms only. Right. And and even that is not mm-hmm. straightforward. No. Because you know not every offer is the same price. The terms are different. Mm-hmm. Are the borrowers pre-approved? Are they pre-underwritten, fully underwritten? Yeah. You know, how much is the down payment? How much is the earnest money? How what quickly a, can they close? I mean, all those different factors. Cancelable yeah. items, yeah. any of yeah. that. Earnest money levels, timeline to close, so many things. Right. And you go through all of that decision process mm-hmm. when there's multiple offers. Then it's like, well, okay, I'm leaning towards number three, mm-hmm. but... You know, the price, the offer price isn't as high as number two that's similar, you mm-hmm. know, and then you can go back. Well, what if number three bumps up their price to match number two? Yeah. Or, or now maybe, maybe I do want to look at letters, mm-hmm. you know, once I get to that point. You know, interestingly enough, that young lady that you were just referencing mm-hmm. referred her boyfriend to me this year. Yeah. Um, and we sold his place. Aww. And we actually did the same thing. So it was he and his mom who owned the place. Mm-hmm. And we took the names out, had our spreadsheet. We're mm-hmm. going through the offer terms. And we had five offers, three that were really, really close to each other. One that expressed a lot of desire for it, but hadn't put their best foot forward mm-hmm. on, on the first offer. Yeah, And I got their permission. And they were even on the Zoom call with me while I was making the calls. In fact, I think I did that with you and Lance mm-hmm. when we were dealing with your dad's house. Yeah, we did. I will get on. And, and that was... I think it's important at times for people to see me actually do that or hear me actually do that because they know where the advocacy really comes from. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's great at navigating that. Right. And that client that that she referred her boyfriend or, and his mom, they were so... Th- we got $100,000 over asking. Oh, wow. For their place. And they mm. were beside themselves. Yeah. Just... Yeah absolutely besides themselves because i could have just taken all those offers at face value and said pick one but mm-hmm. instead we kept actively kind it of working it. on that right and 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 it worked out great and that takes time yes you know it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy it's and not a skill. straightforward process no yeah. not a at lot all. of skill yeah it's you know it's it's you have to be careful sometimes because we even had a, a recent closing that um, a past client of ours, we helped him buy the place. And so now I've just helped them realize their next dream. They're in Europe now. I'm so excited for them. And uh, we had, again, multiple offers, five offers, three really, really close. And we had that back and forth. And it was funny because one of the agents came in right at the last minute with his offer and he was a little snarky with me. Hmm. And But at the end of the day, it looked like his was probably going to be one of the better offers. So when I reached back out to him, I was like, okay, here's you know, what mm-hmm. we're doing, all of a sudden he was sweet as pie. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And I was like, 
would have been nice for this to be a little more pleasant because like, part of my team heard me on the phone with him when he called the first time and him yeah. being all snarky with me and they're like "Ooh, what are you gonna do with his offer i'm like i have to ignore him right if i'm going to do the right job for my clients like i just have right. to ignore that he was just a big butthead to me yeah yeah <laughs> so you know because not everyone has this you don't have uh, that's not one of the items on your spreadsheet yeah. oh yeah yeah realtor but, is a tool you know what you know what that is not absolutely incorrect well because yeah. i'm dealing with somebody right now who she is a bit of a tool <laughs> <laughs> and she wrote such a bad offer, but we didn't have any competing offers. But yeah. she wrote an offer for... T- here's here's a lack of advocacy. Perfect example. Woman sends me an offer. Tons of mistakes. It's for $20,000 over asking price. She didn't even bother to ask me if there was any other offers. Oh. Just sent this thing in. And you're like, mm, okay. And I called the client up and I went, um... I have a really great offer for you, except for what I also need to tell you. It is also a very poorly written offer mm-hmm. with not great communication. And I'm going to warn you right now. I've already spent a day trying to get her to correct her errors. Even so far as to putting them in an email itemized to where they are in the contract. And she still sent it back wrong. <laughs> so that I had to then just make the changes as a counter offer and send them to her. And I had to warn the client right up front. I think this one's going to be a nightmare. So be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And it has been, mm-hmm. it was supposed to close on January 4th and it's in process still of being completed. Mm. And a lot of that was because communication was bad. Problems came up. We went through, I mean, there was a time where, I'm no joke, at some point she just said to me, she was, I'm just so tired. And I'm like, (laughs) so what? Yeah, this whole job thing is hard. Yeah. Oh, way to be a professional. (laughs) So it's it's a fine line. But um, yeah, so, so sometimes it does make a difference. I've had other multiple offer situations where I will, I will point out to a client, Here's what the communication was like. Here's what you can expect. Mm-hmm. So if we go into this offer, it may not get better. Mm-hmm. Right. And and usually your gut instinct on that is exactly how it will go. Assessing so. risk is it's, one of it's the number better, one things we do. It's better when that's the buying agent side rather yeah. than it's the listing agent side where you're you're having to work with this person who's right. unresponsive or or unprofessional yeah. Yeah. and uh, and you know how that one's gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Fun, yeah. fun, fun. Well, we have more open house team Reba when we come back. So I'm stay go take tuned. A deep breath now yeah, that I've been it. thinking about That's all right. Yes. Like, yeah. <gasps> settle yourself here. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to get back to the love. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. I have a I have a gift for you. Oh, okay. I was like, people are going to start wondering when they hear some unzipping no, on air. We were. <laughs> that's my briefcase. No, no, I don't want it. That's my briefcase. I don't want it. Keep it. No. Keep it. Do not I, open. I that insist. In here. No, you can. No. You can. Uh, no. I don't take oh, it to your no. office. Um, oh no. Reba was on a on a phone call <laughs> with me last night, and um, and my wife Ellie. Right at the moment we're on the call, opened up this 
packet Punches and it was a packet. cake, like a little cake thing made with durian. And I was, I don't know, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight feet away. And the 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 um, aroma of the durian just kind of hit me like a freight train. So I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a, a, a little durian cake there. And um, if anybody, oh, listeners, aren't aware of I what... I should be happy or sad or offended that you thought of me for this. <laughs> well... Uh, durian, if if you're not familiar with it, oh, it's I this am. gigantic fruit. It's known as the king of fruits, and, and also the smelliest. Of and fruits. it 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 it's not a subtle fruit at all. It's not. It this doesn't, is a fruit that you cannot take on airplanes. Yeah, it doesn't tickle your nostrils. It sort of more punches you in the face. <laughs> so uh, anyway, well, Didn't enjoy you tell that. Me to find the videos online of cats oh, meeting yeah, durian. You should. <laughs> People will. Hold the durian in front. You know, a cat, you can put anything in front of a cat and they'll smell it. doesn't matter what. You hold anything <laughs> and they'll, they'll give it a whiff. And uh, but So then just the reactions of the cat when they sniff the durian. It's, oh, maybe I'll put this in front of Cheeto. Oh, you should. see what she does. Videotape it. I don't it. want to open it in my house. Yeah, well. Uh, Ellie, I am Ellie, like Ellie, now. she she likes durian and and um, so I gather you know, she so. opened a second one while we were on the phone. Still, <laughs> I was like, why did she open a second one if you're disgusted by it? That one drove me into the other room. <laughs> I loved how you said you were going to make up the bed in the guest room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, anyway, so enjoy great. that. So there yes, you go. Well, we're, yeah. uh, oh, I don't. I don't I probably will not be writing a love letter to you for providing for, this for, for durian. Me. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So we, we covered extensively now the, the love letter piece. Yeah. Uh, Cause preparing for this year coming in, as we're saying, the market is still strong. It's still competitive. So if you're a buyer looking to, you know, be a standout, what are the things you need to be aware of? Right. Mm -hmm. And so things like um, seller provided, inspections mm -hmm. is very commonplace they may or may not come with a sewer scope so they come with some risk mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. we actually had one person who missed out on a multiple offer for one of my listings because she did put in a inspection because they wanted to do a sewer scope and my client just hadn't hadn't been able to get around to getting it done before we went on market because we had a time we had a very strict timeline for them of what they were trying to accomplish yeah. right yeah and so that person took a risk um, by putting an uh, inspection in their offer, right? Because yeah, yeah. we did have a seller provided pre-inspection completed, yeah, right? Yeah. So when you have those provided as a buyer, you have a couple of choices to make, mm -hmm. right? One, you want to read through it thoroughly on your own. You know, I know in my team, we help just review them to see if there's anything that, because if you're not accustomed to reading those, right. it can be overwhelming. Yep. Um, but you know, going through those, we usually recommend that even if you're going to accept that and then waive a contingency about, uh, inspection, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. still plan on getting your own inspection post closing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just to do your due diligence. Find different things. It's cheap insurance. It is. It's cheap insurance. And you know, at least then if you find that there was some massive error, you know, um, and a sewer scope. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how old the home is. Well, you and I had a mm -hmm. transaction. It was new construction, yeah. Yeah. but they'd hooked up to a hundred year old sewer line. And it had three cracks in it. Yeah. Which they have, by the way, now had to actually work on because mm -hmm. it did eventually cause a failure and they did mm -hmm. have to all 
you know, yeah. handle that line. We, and, we, and there were two neighbors involved in that. It gets, it gets yeah. complicated. We just had a transaction actually fail because of a sewer scope. Mm-hmm. And there was about $20,000 worth of repairs required. Seller refused to do anything. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that one, though, because now the seller knows, you know, you have a transaction now that fails. Mm-hmm. Transactions fail because of two things, financing or inspection, typically. What you was know, the price point on that house, though? It was six twenty-five. Okay, yes, so that right person was probably hoping someone had enough extra cash to just do it and be competitive that way. Yeah, well, there was no but, even willingness to do a price concession or anything to pay for that Well, and that what repair. you don't know is what that seller situation is. Right, I don't. And what they're doing mm-hmm. next, right? And that's one of the reasons why when we're trying to advocate for our clients and I'm trying to get information, I'm frequently asking... Well, what are the seller plans? Like, I'm trying to get as much info as I can mm-hmm. so that we can craft the best kind of offer around that. So we can right. figure out, like, is there something we can offer that other people can't? Like, mm-hmm. if they need to have a rent back situation, I've got a renter with a month to month lease. Yeah. Can we do 59 days? Yes. To mm-hmm. give that person some, you know, right. time to breathe while they're trying to find a place and get moved and all of that. Yes. Does that come with some risk? Yes. Do we talk what they are? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like it's uh, you, you yeah, try and be as comprehensive as you can. Get it hashed out. But yeah. um, sewer scopes are a tough one because, yeah, we've we've seen um, one for one construction um, where there's issues. We've seen newer construction where it ended up. Well, even my old house was only three years old when we found out there was a problem with the pipe mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. my neighbors right. when my yard got pulled up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and that house was only six months younger or, or excuse me, older than mine. Mm-hmm. And it was because the the plumbing line was put down incorrectly mm-hmm. and it offset, mm-hmm. you know, and broke. So those things can happen in properties of any age right and you know especially older homes you should uh pretty much expect that it's clay or cement pipe uh possibly with some repairs over time if there's lots of trees or shrubs around there's going to be all kinds of you know little tree roots trying to get in there so there's a lot of different things but if you're if you're trying to be competitive the main things we always say are financing and inspections are the things that that kill deals Mm -hmm. so you know that Getting someone fully underwritten is the number one thing for them to do on that side. Right. That part is huge. And not every listing agent understands even what no. that what that means. Mm-hmm. But but to be fully underwritten is not um, standing in front of the house with your smartphone and clicking a few buttons and voila, you're approved. That's not a full underwrite. A full underwrite is you're providing your income and asset documents, bank statements, pay stubs, W-2s, all of that. Mm-hmm. The verifications are done, verifications of employment, and there's a lot of things that we do behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're putting all that loan package in front of an underwriter before you found a property to give us a credit approval, a full underwritten approval mm-hmm. that's going to be still subject to some conditions, mainly the right. property, the appraisal yeah, of the property and insurance approved. and the person and, and the, the collateral. Place. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, but that, that puts you uh, at two advantages. One is that your, your approval is much, much more strong. Uh, and number two, you can close you typically a lot more quickly, mm-hmm. you know, because we've done all the work. Oh yeah. No, yeah. that's, it's, that has helped us win many a multiple mm-hmm. offer. Oh yeah. Especially when, if that agent isn't as familiar, we can educate them because again, mm-hmm. that's a part of advocacy. Yes, absolutely. So that's one of the things that I'll, 
question all the time as a buyer's agent. I'll I'll go to the listing agent and ask, how many offers do you have? How many do you know are fully underwritten, mm-hmm. if any, right? Um, and so we'll go through those processes with folks to figure out like, okay, where are we? Where do we stand? And yeah. we love it when we can go in with a fully underwritten. Oh, for sure. Right. We, we had a client in our office the other day that had an approval letter from another lender and uh, they were in contract on a home. And when this was one of my loan officers, when she ran their credit, they had 16 mortgage late payments. And oh my, that is not an approvable loan. No. But somebody had just written a letter, got them into contracts. Now the buyer oh. then, then later denied the loan. Now the buyer's in contract and they're scrambling trying to find a, a solution. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a situation that you want to be in. Yeah, no. so you do your due diligence up front and and writing a winning offer means doing all that work in advance. Yeah. You know, so that you've got all that covered. People will get um I'm, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. They, they get anxious and they just want to move forward. But that work that you do up front makes a big difference on what you get in the end. It's a huge thing. Give yeah. you more success in the long run. That's right.